When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. Merely Bo, the great Z, Swag. Well, I mean, it's kind of a reveal if you say it that. It really is. I guess I just did it. I just kind of did. Yeah. How would you, you look at that picture, how could it not be? I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. There's he's, only he's one. He made it up onto the he's TV. Up there. He's up there. That's right. He's up there. The great senior Swag turning uh, 50 manana. Fantastic. Fantastic. What's it say on the back? Running a business? Running a business. Fitty. He's trying to run a business. That's all that he's trying is to do. fantastic. I hope we get to the Where's he at? Guy. He's, he's here. No, he's got to be gone. No, Turning he's here. 50. He, he is here. He's That's here today. why we're doing this today. He's gone tomorrow. Yeah, no, yeah you got to feel like he's got to be at like pause up. He's going to like pause up one and only Ocean Club. One and only. Pania. I'd like to bring him in here. If we see him, I want, I'm, we're going to wave him in here. I'd like. I would to, rather I'd like do that than literally anything else. I, well, no, I don't know if that's true. I think that you uh, would like. A, there's one thing that we'd like to talk. Well, there is. By the way, thing, yeah. I'm declaring right now yeah. with no spoilers whatsoever. We are having another trial, Pedro, on Friday. He did something that pissed me off yesterday, and we are having a trial about it. Well, I found one it o'clock to be egregious. Is that not allowed? Pedro. I don't know. Is he going to claim double jeopardy because he's already been found guilty once? This is a whole new crime. So new no. crime? New crime. New crime. New crime. New crime. More heinous than the previous? Yeah. I mean, he did a false identity. We found him guilty of false yeah. identity the yeah. last time. Right. Who knows no, this what he's is capable of? This is, this is more heinous. All right, let's go to the podium, Jim Schwartz. Okay. All right, good night. Tell me about the battle, the challenge that lies ahead, chess match, if you Yeah, you know, um, I think a little bit is too much is made of chess matches. Um, I play a little bit of chess, and, you know, the pieces always move exactly where they're supposed to move, right? You know, I mean, you you think you got checkmate, um, but your queen comes up one, uh, one space short, you know. So there's a human element to the whole thing, and, you know, we're, we're just trying to put our players in the best position, um, to be able to make plays, but um, certainly have a lot of respect for Kyle. Gone against him for a long time, I think. Maybe 2007, 2008, when I was with the Titans, might have been the first time he was down in Houston. Um, um, and he's, I, th- I think, my, my greatest compliment to to coaches is that they evolve over time. And I think that um, you know what what we defended 
back, you know, in 2008 was a little bit different than, you know, for Houston, what he did in Washington, what he did in Cleveland here, what he did in Atlanta, and what he's doing in San Francisco. And he, he does a good job of, of, um, of scheming for his players. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. You know, you're, you're not out there trying to stop a play caller. You're out there trying to stop his players. And uh, we're going to have a work cut out for them. They're a very, very efficient offense. Um, they run the ball as well as they pass it. They're not a one-dimensional team. Um, you know, they can make big plays. They can also throw short passes and run after the catch. They have a lot of outstanding run after the catch players. Um, you know, whoever it is, Samuel and McCaffrey and Debo. You know, um, you know, I saw a stat this week where they have one of the shortest um, depth of route um, in the whole NFL, but they lead the NFL or they're second in the NFL in yards per um, pass. So it tells you that short passes are creating longer plays. So we're going to tackle well. We're going to tackle a lot better than we did against the Ravens. That was that was a big that was a big part of that game. You, you, uh, you've seen this offense over the years. Is this the best supporting cast he's had? Um, I don't know. Atlanta, he had a pretty good, he had a pretty good cast with, you know, Julio and Matt Ryan and, you know, a lot of other guys in there, Sanu and, um, I don't know. He's had, he's had a lot of good players. This, this group stands alone. Every, every group, every year stand, stand alone. But I think the, probably the biggest thing that, that stands out is they have so many multi-purpose players, multi-position players. I think a common thing is people say positionless players. These guys aren't positionless. You know, they have multi-positions. You know, um, McCaffrey can be a wide out. He can be a running back. Debo can be a wide out. He can be a running back. Um, you know, Kittle can be a tight end. He can be a wide out. Um, Juslik can be a fullback. He can be a tight end. He can be a wide out. He can carry the ball. You know, so, um, you know, they put a lot of – they they put a lot of um, – of, I don't. I won't say stress, but they put. They, they make it where you just can't defend one thing. They can be in 21 personnel, two backs, tight end, and two wideouts, and they can make you defend 12 alignments, 11 alignments, empty alignments, two back alignments, and, and they'll all use their wide receivers to to block. Their wide receivers do an outstanding uh, job of blocking. So, um, you know, we're gonna have to play our game and um, you know and, and accentuate our guys. We have some multi-purpose players that can do a lot of things. It's going to be a great matchup. This is uh, this is NFL football at its finest. This is, um, you know, standing offense, um, a good defense. Um, you know, we'll be ready for it. You just mentioned the, uh, the Baltimore game. Um, was it you guys missing tackles, or did they see something in the first three games that they were able to maybe find a weakness in the Yeah, games? um... I mean, we did we did miss a lot of tackles. I think we had about 120 yards after missed tackles in that game, and I bear some responsibility. That's not all on the players. I can get them closer to the play, um, you know, and I think that that can help them, um, you know. But when it was all said and done, um, Jeff, my biggest disappointment from that game was um, right after the first turnover. We had started the game. We look like us, right? You know, I, I don't. If it three and out, three and out, three and out. You know, we gave up a couple plays in there, but man, we were flying around, and you know, we look like us. And then we took the field after the turnover, and um, you know, we have a missed assignment, and we give up a touchdown on the very first play. Um, 
And I think that's probably the biggest disappointment. You had a rookie, a quarterback. We needed to have his back. We needed to hold that to a field goal right there. And, you know, that I, in my mind, that really changed the game. We could have gained some momentum. We got a red zone stop right there, held him to a field goal. And, you know, I, I think it could have been different. You know, we, we came back the next drive. We got a turnover, but we didn't play great in that drive. And, um, you know, so that was probably the biggest thing, you know, when, 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 when the team needs us the most, we have to be able to respond. And I didn't like the way that uh, we did. The players didn't like the way that went. We have a lot of pride and, um, you know, um, we need to do better than that. And also, I didn't like the way we, we finished or we didn't like the way we finished, you know, after that last. It probably doesn't affect the game, but we gave up a couple first downs at the end of that game where we just got squirrely. We came out of coverage and we were undisciplined on some stuff and we didn't look like us. We need to we need to look like us. When we're at our best it looks like fifteen guys are on the field, right? Guys are flying around and playing together and we might miss tackles, but the next guys are there to clean them up. So that's probably that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, they did some scheme stuff that um you know that that but we adjust to. We adjusted actually in the second half on a lot of it. Um you know, but I, I, like I said, I, I think, I think our job is to is to have the offenses back when they make mistake. You know, I'm sure they they feel like their job is to have our back when we give up a play, and that was probably the biggest thing in that game. Um, you know, we turned the ball over and we didn't do our job. We could hold them to a field goal right there, and uh, I think that game changes. So we have a lot of pride as a group. Um, our guys aren't satisfied with their performance. And they know they have a big challenge this week, and uh, they're looking to make amends for it. Yeah, I didn't. System seems to suit Purdy really well. What have, what have been your impressions of him? Well, I think it goes back to Tony's question. Um, you know, it's just Coach Shanahan. You know, putting his guys in the best position. You know, it's changed a little bit. You know, depending on who his quarterbacks have been, the way that they, um, you know, the way that they run things. And um, Purdy is a extremely accurate passer. He's uh, he's got a quick release, um, you know, and he anticipates very well, and he works the ball around. You know, I think a little bit overplayed is the whole point guard thing, but um, you know, he he does. I mean, there's a reason it's a cliche is because he does look like a point guard out there. He's finding the open guy. Um, you know, he's getting rid of the ball quick. Um, you know, he's giving his he's putting the ball in position for guys to be able to run after the catch. So. Of Miles Garrett going up against at least part of the time Trent Williams. Um, just how amazing is Trent, and what kind of battle do you see between those two guys coming up? Yeah, you know, Tony mentioned a number of times I've gone against Kyle Shanahan. Trent Williams has been on the opposite side um, a lot of times, and um, you know that's that, that's a that's a tough battle. Um, he's been a, a premier player in this league for a long time. I think he's 14 or 15 years. It seems like it's been longer than that. Seems like he's been around forever. Um, good in the run game and the pass game. It's not just the um, the pass game that that matchup is going to be important. They're a balanced team, um, and we need to do a good job against the run. So, you know, it, it, it's really never about just a personal one-on-one matchup. They do a lot of different things scheme-wise. We have to do our job within the scheme. And um, but again, I, I talk about great matchups, and you know, this is this is one. I think this is NFL football. You know, um, and within that, you have individual matchups, and that's, I'm sure that's one that the fans will be watching, and um, we'll be watching. How different is their use of motion before the snap, and how difficult is that for you guys? To do? 
Yeah, I mean, about 80% of their snaps include some sort of shift or motion, including double shifts in motion. You know, and I think, you know, on defense, we do a lot of things to try to change the picture for the quarterback after the snap, right? You know, I think that, you know, that's that's important to us just to, just to try to buy us a little bit of time for our pass rush to get home. And sometimes, you know, it, it's, you know, it looks like man all of a sudden it's zone or it looks like zone it's man. It looks like, you know, you're playing off and all of a sudden you're up or, you know, it's blitz, a surprise blitz, or you're up in a blitz and it's a bail. Well, they do the exact same thing with their shifts and motions. They present you a formation and then all of a sudden at the last second change it to something else. Um, you know, it puts it puts um, pressure on your communication and your assignment. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, we have a lot of challenges in the game, but dealing with that kind of stuff is important. I, I would say this, it's it's much more difficult for them to do that on the road. And, you know, when, when the fans are loud and it, it's hard for them, you know, they've had a couple road games that the crowd really wasn't in it or got taken out of it. And um, we always take a lot of pride in trying to keep our fans engaged. And they can have an impact on the game because that stuff is so well-timed and it's so well-coordinated that if, if they're having a hard time with their communication, um, you know, it can negate some of that. But, you know, they, they, um, that's, that, that's a huge part of this game is dealing with all that different stuff. And it's not just on first and second down. It's not just run game. It carries over to the passing game. It carries over to third down. Um, you know, it's one of the things that they do. And, um, you know, and our job is to try to find a way to defend it. The first play, first play of the year, we you know, remember Sidarius affected that first game of the year with the very first play. What's he been like since then? Um, well, you know, the, before the... I guess it was the Titans game. Um, you know, he he was having a hard time warming up. I don't know if you guys you guys saw that, but he had some back spasms before that game and and things like that. But we don't just judge ourselves on rushing the passer. It's it's playing the run, and then also we view ourselves as a group up front. And you, I think you've seen this a few times this year, where maybe one guy creates the pressure and somebody else makes the sack. And, you know, we have an unselfish group up front. And, you know, Z's, Z's had some pressures that other people have cleaned up the sacks. Is, does that change the end of the play? Probably not. Does it look different in the stat book? Yeah. But when you have unselfish players and guys that only care about results like Z does, I think it makes it a little bit, um, you know, a little bit easier to deal with. We have to take advantage of the opportunities that we have. But particularly up front, uh, we play as a group, and as long as somebody's making the play, we really we celebrate that, and we really don't care who 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 it is. Okay, all right, guys, I gotta run out the walk through. All right, guys. All right, there's your defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, at the podium. Always good to hear. I him. love him. He's the best, man. Yeah, he's good. Very, very good. Um, all right, we've got a lot to get to here on the program today. We? we are back at well. Back at practice uh, today, we'll get you an injury update, what we know, what we can tell you on that. Coming up next, we're off and running. you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, welcome back into the program. Hot Topics of the Day, presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. I should mention, um, Mailbag Thursday. So get those questions into it. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. Give it. Um, All right, where are we health-wise? Go ahead, Z. It's all you, baby. I did. I yesterday. I got it all out of my system yesterday. I'm asking. I I don't know. I I don't know. Does anyone know? No. No. I, right now, I feel like everybody should kind of prepare themselves for. Oh, I'm well prepared for that. That PJ Walker is starting at quarterback Clearly. for the Cleveland yeah. Browns. So where are we? I, was hoping I don't you know. Were saying I was bringing a flask on Sunday. Well, you're welcome to. Yeah, <laughs> probably be my last day. You're welcome. We don't to. want that. No. No. We don't want you on a t-shirt. No. Free Gibby. Free Gibby. I would. I would make free Gibby t-shirts though. I would. Like a mugshot Gibby. Does a mugshot exist of you? Good, nope. good, good answer. Good answer. Um, it would be right. cool. That would make him the second person associated with the show to have a free blank shirt. It would. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 it would. It very much would. Uh, oh, baby. We're just trying to have fun. Doing trying to have fun, we can, kids. That's you're, it. You're out here trying. Um, all right. Are. So, we, so in term, is there anything else we're dealing with other than the quarterback stuff? From an injury standpoint, Batonio should everybody's good on that side of things. No, Batonio, I would not say that. Batonio's got a, a nice streak going that is very much in jeopardy. Okay, he had started one hundred and two in a row. He's in the like six thousand snap range. So we'll see. He believe me, it is very important to him to be out there if he can be. Uh, but will he be at this point? We just cannot say. Is there anybody else? Well, um, no, I think everybody else is good to go. Everybody else should be good, good to go. And Chief should be good to go. By the way, we go need ahead. to talk about go that ahead. for a second because he posted the images yesterday. Um, Holy cow. I've always, God bless him, I've always liked and respected him a great deal. It's been awesome to watch him grow up and literally grow up. I mean, he was 20 years old when the Browns drafted him. Yep. To see him grow up into a, a just a tremendous player, be rewarded for that, compensated for that become a tremendous leader and I think somebody with like a lot of wisdom and passion behind his words that certainly carries some weight in the locker room and then you put that and couple that with an action that is I think really the only word for it is unfathomable it is unfathomable to me like I burned my foot on a lawnmower really bad once Mm -hmm. and I had like a balloon of whatever coming off and then, yeah. you, and then anything that touches it oh my god is, is miserable is, yeah. and i'm pretty sure based on what we saw my experience is like one one billionth of what he was doing it was on his face it looked like his entire face yes that's right yeah it was his face he wore a helmet and was getting hit by professional athletes led the team in receiving in that game yeah it is it is it almost defies what I know about toughness, pain tolerance. It just like even you, because when even a graze, a, bur- a slight graze, right? On it a feels like it rubs burns, it off. Like, He's wearing yeah. a helmet yeah. and getting hit. Like it, his toughness. And if is, it looks like that now, imagine what it looked like. I think a week f- ago Sunday. I think the first pitcher was fresh. Was like maybe kind of immediately after, and I then the second the picture one. was. 
I think more recent because you can see like a little bit of healing in the more recent one. There are two pictures in the post. The first one with shades to me seems to be very much in the immediate aftermath, like perhaps the condition in which he played, which is astonishing. Why am I not seeing it on his page? On his Insta? Oh, I, was, I don't have the Insta. You're not on the Insta. Come on back, baby. Come on back, Bo. Ugh, um, can't. It, it is, I really think that's really the only way to say it. It is. It almost defies wh- what I know about the human, the ability of, the, of a human, really. Oh, okay. Now I see it. Okay. okay. So yeah, like no, this no, no, is. Now I got it. Yeah, that's, that's, that is the one I saw. That that's immediately that, after. So that's, yeah, that's got to be right. And that's right how there. he played. He played like that. That, that is, dude is a dog, man. Un- that's it crazy is unbelievable to play through that. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, God bless him, man. Yes, going out there and battling for his team. That's incredible. Stuff. Yes, it is incredible. So, just I think I don't think it could be overstated. I don't think it could be said enough. Though the amount of respect that I think that everybody in this organization has for what David Njoku did in that game against the Baltimore Ravens. Incredible. And I think it needs to be acknowledged, and that's why I want to make sure we took uh, some time to acknowledge the man who is third in Browns history in in receptions, yards, second in touchdowns at the tight end position. And just, he had had just, you know, he's he's well paid. He easily could have been like, I'm good. And nobody would have thought twice about it Mm -hmm. if he didn't play. No, good Lord, no. No. They probably would have been like, "Eh, post one photo and that's it. Maybe he didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he just incredible. This so. time of year, be careful with clearly with the gas outdoors, the outdoor fire pits, with with what happens with gas and cold, and then all of a sudden <sighs> that happens. That happened to Hannah Storm, uh, the ESPN anchor. She was lighting a grill, uh, doing some grilling outside, and was waiting for it to light, and had the gas accumulate, accumulate. Couldn't couldn't smell it because it stays down, and then hit it and <laughs> lit her up too. That's about a decade ago. So yeah, just be careful. With that stuff, man. God bless him. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Incredible, incredible. Unbelievable to have the to 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 go ahead and and, and play through that. So that's um, that's there. Um, the quarterback thing, I, I I don't know. I mean, I know you said to prepare. Um, All right. So I've I've done, I've gotten a little bit more into the PJ Walker archives. I just think in general, yep. Like, you know, we can say to prepare, but you know, it's Thursday. It is. So he's won four games as a starter. In the four games that he's won, 71% completion, 76% completion, 72% completion, and 63% completion. So three games in the 70s uh, when he has been a winning quarterback. Um, He has had in his last three of his last four starts, he had a quarterback rating of 80 or higher. His best game ever was against Tampa Bay last year where he went 16-22 to uh, for 177 yards, two touchdowns, and a rating of 126.5. He's got one 300-yard game under his belt. That was the, the overtime thriller against Atlanta last year. Um, he's had he's basically been he's been pretty solid. He had his stats are kind of skewed. One game against Cincinnati last year. You remember that one where the Bengals were up like Mixon scored 100 touchdowns in the first half. It was like 35 to seven, and they pulled him uh, after that. And he yep. was three of ten for nine yards with two picks and a zero rating. So that drags a lot of the stuff that he has done well down. But in games that he has started, he's completed at least 62% of his passes in five of the seven. Um, and the one that he didn't, one of the ones he didn't, ironically, was his 317-yard performance against Atlanta where he had a rating of 80. So there is some hope, you know, some optimism. He's obviously been able to play well at home in his career. Um, he is 3-0 and at home. 
So maybe there's something to that. He beat the Detroit Lions 20 to nothing. He beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21 to 3, and he beat Atlanta 25 to 15 last year. And Atlanta Falcons seem to beat us. So all three games that he's ever started at home, he is he is undefeated. Unfortunately, none of the teams you just mentioned are the 2023 San Francisco 49ers, which is who we will play on Sunday from the land of the Golden Gates. Not a lot from an injury standpoint. Uh, Elijah Mitchell did not practice with the knee. Very little else. Uh, rest days for Kittle, Williams, and Greenlaw. This is a machine of an offense. Yes. Um, they make the everything looks so easy for them all the time and um they're just playing on another level and it's it is interesting that when you think about them and you think about Miami and you think about a lot of the guys from the Shanahan tree like it's just the the window dressing stuff that adds to concepts which make it harder make the defense have a split second of thought and then when you juxtapose that with elite skill talent and incredibly efficient quarterback play you have what they are which is just a monster of a football team i equated it to it's like if you played bootsy on madden yep like he's not going to have a clue what to do on that and that's what they do at the professional level so it's a this is a pretty comprehensive machine coming in here on Sunday. They're good. We, we're we one of the teams that can match up with them. They are not, as Jim Schwartz said, positionless. They have guys who can play multiple positions, and so do we. We have many similar athletes. Delpit, JOK, you know, Rodney McLeod, Thornhill, um, AWOC, guys that can have that size and the ability to run and move. And so that's something we're going to have to rely on uh, dealing with this team. You know, I saw a graph about how quarterbacks have performed against either perfect coverages or blown and blown coverage. And then the size of their circle is how often they faced a perfect coverage versus a blown coverage. Watson's actually third in the NFL. Deshaun Watson third in the NFL against perfect coverage in terms of his success rate behind only Brock Purdy and Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. He has not been as good against blown coverages, it says. But Brock Purdy's dot is like a pin drop. They've faced more blown coverages than any team in the NFL, and that is in due in large part because of the fact that they run motions 82% of the time, and they are able to confuse people, and they are able to have the guy that you think is the fullback is actually playing tight end on this play, and the wide receiver is actually playing running back, and the running back is actually playing wide receiver. They're able to be multiple. They put those motions. They do it all so quickly that it puts a lot of stress on your communication and your assignments, and so... This is going to be a big test, but we have the guys to match them, um, and we're going to have to try to do that. But they're listen, this team. I grew up in the Bay Area, as, as you guys all well know. The Niners won five Super Bowls, and my mm-hmm. they have a chance if the Niners win to win sixteen regular season games in a row. That never happened at any point in the Joe Montana eras. Yeah, they had fifteen, never had sixteen. I mean, this team is doing things that are historic. They're easy to root for, even if your son worked for the opposition. That's how fun they are to work. That's how fun they are to root for. I if think that would fair. be the case. Yeah, if, yeah. I don't yeah. can imagine I, anybody actually very raw, rare circumstances yes. where all of those things would collide. Browns yes. fans, Cleveland Browns daily broadcasting live. Buffalo Wild Wings Menor Tuesday, October seventeenth, one to three. Reggie Langhorn will join us and sign some autographs. Two to three. Visit Cleveland Browns Facebook page and learn more. Jennifer Leechan joins us coming up next with perspective behind enemy lines. You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred copiers and document services of the Cleveland Browns. You can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time to go behind enemy lines. Our friend Jennifer Leachan joining us, 49ers reporter, NBC Sports Bay Area. Jennifer, thanks so much for taking the time. I mean, this is this is a behemoth, uh, watching this uh, 49ers operation through the, this first month. Obviously, the expectations were high, but have they so far even exceeded those? I think so. I mean, when you look at what Brock Purdy's done, not even in a full season yet, how well he's played, I think he's kind of exceeded everybody's expectation. I think everybody knew that he was a good quarterback, but I don't know that everybody knew that he would take it as far as he's taken it through five weeks so far. What is making this offense so special, so unstoppable? I mean, it looks so easy for them. <laughs> it's kind of the perfect storm, right? You've got a ton of star players across the board. So Brock Purdy has a really good supporting cast. And then you have Kyle Shanahan, who is just a master, master of scheming up the best ways to use his players. And I think with Brock Purdy's really quick decision-making and good decision-making, and then you know Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Kyle Juszczyk, and a really good performance by the offensive line thus far, I think – there's this the way he schemes it up I think it just complements the talent of his players perfectly yeah it does I mean it's it's absolutely humming and then it all works because they they hit really the gold mine with Purdy in the last pick in the draft and then even if there was some sort of thing with even if you could call the Lance thing a mistake Brock Purdy's right there and there's a lot a lot of times you hear about you know, hey, boy, Mr. Irrelevant, all of those things. But the way he's playing, like, we're a long ways into this now, Jennifer. This is very real. When, at what point in covering him did you get past the idea of this is an interesting little novelty to, oh, my gosh, like, this guy might actually be like an all-pro type player? I mean, like, really when he took over for Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense actually kind of got better. It didn't skip a beat at all. And the fact that he was able without – hardly any reps throughout his first year to be able to take it and go all the way to the NFC championship game. And really they just, they played really well until he wasn't in the picture. So, I mean, I, when we were in Arizona for the Super Bowl last year, just for coverage, I spoke to his parents. I spoke to his high school coach, his high school teammate, and they said he's been like that since the beginning, since they knew him back in high school. He is a preparation junkie. He is obsessed with the game of football, which makes him such a better quarterback because he reads defenses. He makes decisions quickly. He's faced challenges in his high school and college careers, which has made him made him better. I think sometimes when players don't see any adversity in high school and college and it just comes to them so easily, I think they're almost at a disadvantage sometimes relying only on their physical talents. And Brock Purdy has really had to, you know, fight, claw, scratch his way to where he's at. And, you know, it's made him a very successful high school quarterback and it's made him a very successful college quarterback and now in the NFL. Hey, he's never lost. It's like LeVar Ball. Never lost. Never lost. How comforting <laughs> is it for him and really for this offense in general 
with what they're getting out of Christian McCaffrey, leads the league in touches, scrimmage yards, touchdowns, rushes, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, all of it. I mean, you look at what he's done in his you know 16 games with the Niners, 1,888 total yards, 18 touchdowns. He scored in 14 straight games. I mean, he's playing the best football of his career, it seems like, even though he had that monster season back with Carolina. Why is he so good? Why are, how are they, the way they're using him, which is he is the engine that is driving this whole thing, you know, it seems to be, as you said earlier, a perfect storm even for, for Christian McCaffrey. It really is. I think Kyle Shanahan is using him the best way possible. And then speaking to Christian McCaffrey, he shared that he didn't know, not that he didn't know the why of every position, but he is really forced with Bobby Turner as his coach to know everybody's job on the field. So he knows all 11. So every person's job on the field, and it, and it opened up the why to him. And he's become, I guess, more obsessed with what happens on the field as a whole. So while he wasn't necessarily coached up on that previously, and that's not a knock on you know the Carolina coaching staff. It's just kind of a way a lot of teams operate. Bobby Turner makes sure that every running back he has knows exactly what everybody's doing because it makes more sense for the running back. And then Christian McCaffrey has also been taught a little bit more patience, letting the play evolve, letting the linemen go to where they need to go to open up the holes for him. And instead of just hitting the hole or hitting the gap as fast as you can, sometimes it takes a little time for the play to develop to open up the bigger hole for him to get through the line. Now, previously, you know, I think he just hit whatever he saw opening as soon as possible. It's a little bit different with Kyle Shanahan's scheme, and I think after having a full off season to study the playbook and to really get to know what's going on for the 49ers offense, it's really helped him out, and you see it on the field. In this offense, we know that McCaffrey's going to get it. I talked about he's leading the league in touches, but it feels like, you know, Ayuk is playing a big role, but he's got two games over 100 yards and then two games where he hasn't done much. You know, Debo's had a, the big game when Ayuk was out, but other than that, not much. Last week it was Kittle's turn. He gets the three touchdowns tying a career high, but those are his three for the whole season. How are the, are the weapons, and is it just a matter of winning cures everything? But is everybody, do you feel like happy with the fact that they're going to have some good games? They're going to have some games where the ball's just going to go somewhere else because Brock Purdy is just so good at, having the ball go where it should based on what the defense is doing. I think it is entirely based on what the defense is doing. And I think that kind of reflects on how great of a coach Kyle Shanahan is at scheming his offense, because, you know, we've talked to players and they've said, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a big week for me and it was somebody else. So then they didn't think it was going to be a big week for them. And then it ends up being a huge week. Like Kittle, I think thought he, the previous week was going to be a big one for him. And then it ends up being against the Dallas Cowboys. So it just kind of depends what the defense throws at the 49ers, and then they kind of adjust as they go along, and that makes whoever it is on the offense be the star of the show. It's kind of the hot hand type of take, but really I think with all of those stars, they can't, you know, a defense can't double team everybody. They can't without leaving somebody open. So there's there's always going to be someone who's going to get their chance, and I think as long as they're winning, they're happy with it. Of course, they would all like to have all the catches and all the touchdowns, but I think they're pretty happy with spreading the wealth around. Jennifer, we spent a lot of time obviously talking about this offense, and, and we think we have a pretty dang good defense over here and, and one that at, can do its best to match up with it. The teams that have had success against the 49ers when Purdy has started, and we re acknowledge that that's been very little, but the teams that have provided pushback, what have they had, and do you think the Browns have some of those components? Oh, absolutely. I think the, the Cleveland Browns are going to provide the biggest challenge for this 49ers offense that they've seen yet this season, maybe even since the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game last year. It's a really good defense, and I think when 
things are disguised and maybe even blitzing. I mean, Brock Purdy has done well against the blitz, but it took him a while to adjust to it. So uh, I think disguising things as the Browns have done in the past is going to be a challenge for the 49ers offense. I think it can be done, but it's going to be a tough job. It is going to be a tough job for everybody involved in this game. I think both sides, I think that's a great matchup, flipping it around to the Browns offense. And obviously we don't know who will be playing quarterback for the Browns yet, but it, it does look like it could be P.J. Walker. This defense loaded up front. Bosa, you mentioned the Eagles. Well, you said, we'll just take Javon Hargrave and bring him to our team. That's what they did up front. You got Warner and Greenlaw. You got Hufanga on the back end. But are the corners kind of the one area that are maybe a little bit of a question mark right now? Like, is there anybody, is there any weakness to this team? And, and if so, where is it on this defense? Um, I think it might be the nickel cornerback uh, just because it's been kind of rotating off and on. And usually, I mean, like also last year, they had Jimmy Ward, which is one of the best yep. bats in the league. But I think this year with Isaiah Oliver in there, he's done a good job. But I think with them rotating in and out, that says that they're not, you know, he, he's not the guy that they want in there 100% of the time. Also, another weak spot is maybe the side of the defensive line opposite Nick Bosa. Now, they just got Randy Gregory. So uh, it remains to be seen how much he'll play. But that other side of the off defensive line hasn't had a whole lot of production. Drake Jackson had a really good week one. But then yep. since then, he hasn't had a lot of pressure. So that side, if it, you know, and Nick Bosa plays on both sides. So it kind of just depends on where he lines up. But the, the side opposite of Nick Bosa might be kind of a little, a little chink in the armor. I like that drop. In. They just, they just, just get Randy Gregory. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Do we think we'll <laughs> – yeah, good grief. <laughs> Do you think he's going to play a lot in this game? Um, I think they're going to work him in and see how he goes. Uh, he, you know, uh, he spoke yesterday and said he's really excited to be in the building and wants to play. And he watched the game from his house in Denver, and he was like, oh, can't wait to be a part of it. So we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, if, if he's a quick study for Chris Kacarek, I, I would bet he plays at least, you know, 30 40% of the snaps. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. Always enjoy the conversation. No problem. You guys have a great afternoon, and uh, we'll see you out there. Absolutely. Jennifer Leachan joining us, 49ers reporter, NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, joining us there. Look, this reminds you a lot of their, they have, their talent is more so on the Op, on the offensive end, although that's loaded on the defense they got a, too. They have a first team All Pro at all three levels of their. It defense. Reminds you of when the when the Patriots lucked into Brady, and you don't you're not paying him. The only difference is the Patriots were still paying Bledsoe yep. as a franchise quarterback in those early years. But when you don't have to pay the quarterback, then you can spread that wealth out sure. everywhere, and they have it everywhere. Um, you know, with a you're going to go out, you do the best you can with it with a healthy. Coming off of the Tennessee game to Sean Watson, you feel like, boy, this had a chance to be something. Still does, but it's going to take a nearly perfect performance out of our offense to be able to keep pace. And our defense can match up with them. As you listen to her talk about the things that they do well, we have a lot of things that are antidote for that. Um, but the question is, can the other side of the ball do its part against – there is no drop-off on the other side for San Francisco. They're loaded defensively. In addition to the offensive stuff. Bosa is an all-pro. Hargrave is a pro bowler. Warner's Warner is a two-time first-team all-pro. Hafanga was a first-team all-pro last year. So they have a first-team all-pro from last year, including the reigning defensive player of the year, at all three levels. Yeah, this is – they're 5-0. They're and oh. They're beating people by 20 points a game. Yeah. They've scored 30 or more in eight straight games. So 
Jim Schwartz has had a good history against this team, uh, against Kyle Shanahan. But this is a this is a this is a tall task at full strength. It is a taller task if you are not at full strength. They are a very very good football team, and for the Cleveland Browns, this is going to be as big a test as you can have. Now, it's also an opportunity to make a massive statement. I don't think right now there is anybody giving the Browns a chance no. to win this game. Uh, no. The Niners will lose at some point. They will lose a game they should mm -hmm. have won. Why not this one? It would be great. I think everybody would feel amazing if we were 3-2. and 2 You'd say, okay, well, we won this one that we shouldn't have. We lost the one of the Steelers we shouldn't have, but it all that evens out in the wash. And we're in a good place. But you're going to have to bring it. You're going to have to have a clean game. P.J. Walker is going to have to take care of the football if he is your starting quarterback. Or Deshaun will if he is your starting quarterback. Your line cannot have the breakdowns that they have had recently, specifically at left tackle with Jed Wills. Uh, you might not have Joel Batonio out there. It might be Michael Dunn. So you've got to be... This is going to be an all-hands-on-deck game. It's going to probably take a game-changing play defensively or on special teams. And then you have a somewhat of a of a chance. I do think watching their offense against our defense will be an unbelievable matchup. Yeah. You know, they're number one in basically everything. Our defense is number one in basically everything in its own right. Number one on third downs, number one on the three and out percents. We're th forcing a three and out on 60% of our opponents' drives. Yeah. Number one pass D, number one completion percentage allowed, number one pass defense allowed, uh, passing touchdowns allowed, number one total defense, fourth fewest yards per game allowed through five weeks since 1970. I mean, this team is playing at a an elite level on D. We gave up, what, two drives of 40 yards against the Ravens? That was it. Seven three and outs and a turnover. Like, that game was – you didn't have the offense. And so that's going to be the challenge in this one is can you get enough offensively to stay close in this and then maybe be able to get that one game-changing play that, you know, hopefully Miles will do what T.J. Watt does in a close game in the fourth quarter and do something insane and – we're off to the race. That's the way it's got to go. When a medical mistake caused your injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner, your Cleveland Browns. We will do the matchup, our defense versus the 49ers offense, coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns have a contest for Purdue and Meyer want you to enter the ultimate football sweepstakes. Your chance to win a 2023 Ford Lightning Electric pickup truck, a VIP tour of the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, or a $1,000 Meyer gift card. Visit your local Meyer, clevelandbrowns.com slash avocados for more. Time for the matchup. Presented by Ballybet Sports Betting Partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. It is our defense versus the 49ers offense. Dr. Z. Well, they are good, are the 49ers. They are right now number one in EPA per play on offense. They are number one in shifts and motions. They are number one with multiple running backs on the field. So that is how they are so multiple. That's how they are so tough. When you look at their offensive ranks right now, they are number two in points per game, 33.4. Number three in total offense, 403 yards a game. Number three, rushing offense. Number eight, passing offense. Number three in time of possession. They're really good. Oh, turnover differential, plus seven. They are number one in the NFL in that as well. We're minus seven, by the way. So they have had yeah. the benefit of 14 more takeaways than we have. 
basically, which is, I mean, in, over the course of five games. That means that's like three a game they're doing better in the turnover, and that's been really one of our big typically win when Achilles you do that, heels. Coach. That's right. Um, man, here we go. They are led by Brock Purdy. He has won 10 straight games to open his career, the longest streak in NFL history. Another nemesis of ours, Ben Roethlisberger, 15 straight wins to open his career. Purdy is at 10 on the season. 72% completions, 1,271 yards, 9 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, 9.3 yards per attempt, and a rating of 123.1. Has he been good? Is that, is that a real question? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> yes, in fact, he has been good. The white rating, 123.1, that leads the NFL. The nine touchdowns, no interceptions, that leads the NFL. Second in the NFL in completion percentage, yards per attempts, and total giveaways, he has just one. On tight window throws, when there's less than a yard of separation, he has a rating of 115.4. That's, you guessed it, best in the NFL. On throws of 10 or more yards in the air, number one in completion percentage, 72.1. Number two, yards per attempt, 15.5, behind only Tua. Touchdown interception ratio, 7-0. That's first quarterback rating on throws of more than 10 yards in the air, 158.3, which is also known as perfect. There's Perfection, the, it, there, yeah. 158.4 doesn't exist. That is the cap. That's where he's at, 158.3. On throws of 20 yards or more in the air, he's averaging 18 yards in attempt and has a rating of 142.4. He's not a dink and dunker. He can throw it to every level. Every, every level of the field. With a win, he'll become the sixth quarterback in NFL history to win 11-plus games to start as a first- or second-year quarterback. The record 15, as I mentioned, with Ben Rosberger. How about this? Clean versus pressure. Like, where can we, where can we hurt this guy? Clean pocket, 82% completions, 130 rating. Under pressure, down to 50% completions, but still a 102 rating. Four touchdowns, no picks. Off of play action, he's especially deadly. Averaging 11 yards per attempt with a rating of 151. He's thrown the ball in 2.4 seconds. That's third fastest in the NFL. Over the middle of the field, he's the best in the NFL. 0.7 EPA per attempt. That's number one by more than double the next closest quarterback. So he is incredible, and he's got incredible weapons. Debo Samuel back in 2021 became the third player in NFL history with 1,000 yards receiving, five receiving touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns in the same season. Christian McCaffrey leads the NFL in touches, scrimmage yards, touchdowns, rushes, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. In his 16 games with the 49ers, by the way, they're 15-0 and when he starts. That's a, the 15-game winning streak they're on. Never lost. Never lost. 1,900 total yards and 18 total touchdowns is what he's done for you. He has scored a touchdown in 14 straight games. If he gets one more, he will tie. Uh, right now, he's currently tied with Emmett Smith. One more, he'll tie the NFL record of 15 straight games. O.J. Simpson, John Riggins, and Lenny Moore, all Hoffs there in terms of what he's doing. Oh, and then there's Brandon Ayuk, who's actually their leading receiver this year, despite missing a game. He's got 21 catches, 378 yards, averaging 18 yards a catch. He's got two games already with more than 129 yards. He's got two games under 60. Then there's George Kittle. How about this stat? Brock Purdy's thrown 22 touchdowns in the NFL. Ten of them have been to George Kittle. He has t 10 touchdowns in 10 games with Brock Purdy at quarterback this year. Second on the team, Ayuk has four. Christian McCaffrey has four as well. So that's who they are on offense. If there is one silver lining, because their left tackle, first ballot Hall of Famer, Trent Williams, and that was the Hoff said he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, he said he has it all. Size, power, speed, technique, nastiness, all of it. Yep. Elite. The rest of the offensive line is not great. Out of the 155 offensive linemen that have played 50% of their team snaps this year, they have three of the bottom 21 in terms of pass blocking. Spencer Buford, Burford, 
second worst. Brendel, the center, 16th worst. Banks, the left guard, 21st worst in terms of pass blocking grade. And in fact, their other star, the right tackle, Connor Colton McKivitz, he is the 40th worst. So they have four guys who are in the bottom 40 out of 155 on their line. Trent Williams is obviously near the top. You are going to have to disrupt them with pressure, getting him into obvious passing situations, and trying, forcing him to hold the ball longer than he wants, allowing Miles Garrett and Obo Okoronkwo and Zadarius Smith to get home. We're going to need this to be a game where maybe MJ Emerson or Greg Newsom gets their first career interception. We are going to have to take the football away from this team. Again, I like the matchup with our line against their line, very much so. Zadarius against Colton McKivitz, that has got to be a big win. I'm expecting him to get his first sack with the Browns this game, even though he is second on the team with 13 pressures. He's only translated that into, he hasn't translated that into a sack yet. But for example, though, or, or in contrast, Obo Okorwanko has six pressures this year, two and a half sacks. So he is maximized when he's gotten there. Yeah. Darius is there a lot, hasn't been able to get the quarterback down. This is going to be a tough game for our linebackers. You're going to need JOK, who's got five tackles for loss the last three games. Uh, he leads the team in that category. You're going to need him. You're going to have, need Anthony Walker. You're going to need your good eye discipline, and then we're going to need sticky coverage because Debo can take it to the house at any point. Ayuk can take it to the house at any point. McCaffrey can take it to the house. Kittle can take it to the house. They are, they're excellent. They have scored on their opening drive in seven straight games. They have scored on their opening drive. Not scored a point, scored a touchdown on their opening drive in seven straight games. They have scored 30 or more in eight straight games. They have won 15 straight games. They are very, very good. But on any so given Sunday, and so is our defense. Great. Even better. Yes. Our defense is elite, and it's this is the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. I like it. Uh, uh, two things just happened in the last couple of minutes while you were doing that specific and spectacular matchup. Mm. Uh, Deshaun Watson officially not at practice today, um, and which is, I don't think, a surprise to any of us. But then also this from Andrew, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. How about this? Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers millions for his exclusive interviews. That surprises me. That surprises me, too. Yeah. Well, now I understand why he continues now to do them. <laughs> now you get it. Now it makes sense. I, and well, he, he says don't it know every week. And he says wild when, stuff that brings more and more attention mm-hmm. to McAfee. So it's yeah. advertising. Everybody wins in that respect in terms of – but I, that surprised me when I saw that. Yes and no, because I, I know like when he would do the weekly Wisconsin radio hit, he, yeah. he was compensated extremely sure, handsomely. For sure. I wonder if it was always this way or if it started out organically and then it became that way. I bet it was that. I bet it started out, hey, buddy, do me yeah, a yeah, solid, yeah. and then all of a sudden, wow, you're making a lot of money from such and such. Maybe we maybe, can share Maybe that. I deserve a little bit of that, too. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'm happy way. to do it weekly for you, but there's a price. Now now, now we got a little bit of a price. Sure. All right. We will hit you uh, with the second hour of the program coming up next. It is a mailbag Thursday edition of the program. we got a Thursday nighter tonight as well. One of three big numbers, by the way. Uh, this weekend, oh, this week. By the way, yesterday a little. Uh, oh, how'd you what do? Was I ten and ten, ten and five. five? Ten and five. Yeah. Did you get all three bigs? No, I was too big on this one. I was at fourteen on this one. I think it's uh, this one, ten-ish. the Seattle Bengals game. And I had the Chargers over favored over the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were f- our favorite. Our favorite over the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll hit you with your fantasy minute. Coming up next. Hey, I'll have you do one for NBC. Good, let's do it. He's got one. He's got down his team. He's got it. Well, no, we don't need to do that. I don't need that on the public record. But we'll do the. I'll. We got to get a quarterback. We got to pick up in this ridiculous league where all these kids draft three quarterbacks. Second hour up next. Cleveland Browns daily eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. 
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Dog Pound Milk Bone has created the ultimate collector's item for you, and it's guaranteed your dog's going to love it, too. Stop by the team shop, Cleveland Browns Stadium, Saturday beginning at 10 a.m. to grab your limited edition Browns-branded Milk Bone box. Browns legend Josh Cribb's going to be signing autographs 1-2. to two. SJ and the Pups will be there 2-3. to three. For more information, check out the Cleveland Browns Facebook events page. Inventory is limited. Make sure you make plans now to secure this exclusive box of treats for your pup. Saturday for the official pet treat partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Buddy Garrity progressing, progressing lice nicely from his snippage on Monday. And uh, as far Good. as he's concerned, he has no ill effects. Good. They said no running for 10 days. Oh, no. he's You can't stop him. Sorry, and I found my dog hope down in our retention pond playing with a dead possum. Let's go. Oh. Come on. What a 7 15 this morning, That's washing nice. the dog in the driveway. He went, oh, boy. She just reeked, just like, reeked of dead great. animal. Awesome. Fantastic. Great. All best, right, the f- best move, by the way, I did, and I would strongly encourage yeah, you to do the give same. Give it to me. Uh, I, in, I actually have hot water outside. Yeah, I do, I do that. You got to do it that. It is a game changer. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did that. We got Especially it. once mud season comes. Yeah, but, yeah, it's gross. Gross. <sighs> All right, the Fantasy Minute presented by Scaleco Capital. Scaleco Capital Investing in scaling couples, companies local, locally. And for that, we bring back Dr. Z. Gibby wants to know who's the one player people should be adding this week. Well, waivers are probably They're done. They're over, It's Gibby. long gone. Um, who should they have added? But if somebody in your league added that Emery Mercado or whatever that guy's name is and Keontae Ingram is still there, just give him a look if you need a running back. And the other guy that maybe went through waivers in your league and nobody picked up was Jeff Wilson. Devin Achan went on IR. Wilson's eligible to come back off of IR. Uh, and he, I think, you know, last year he kind of settled in as a 1A, 1B with Mostert. And that offense feels like it has enough for everybody. All right, here's one for you from uh, NBC. So, as we mentioned, he had Aaron Rodgers. Sad. And then that didn't go well. So, then he picked up Jordan Love. And up until last weekend, that went pretty well. But the Packers are off this week. Yep. And remember, this is a ridiculous league where all these little 11-year-olds drafted two quarterbacks okay. and just keep them on rosters okay. for no damn reason. Here are the available quarterbacks to play this weekend. Okay. Baker versus Detroit, Garoppolo versus New England, Carr versus Houston, Bryce Young, Miami, Minshew, Jacksonville, Tannehill, Baltimore, Dobbs, Rams, Daniel Jones, Ritter, Mac Wait, Jones. I don't think you have that. Zach Wilson. I'd probably take my shot with Gardner Minshew. Hold on. I don't think Minshew. Yeah, Minshew is in because uh, yeah, no, no, Richardson's no, but I, out. I don't know if you've got the right. No, I think I do. No, the Ravens play the Titans. No, no, I said him next. Oh. I had Tannehill at Baltimore. Yeah, gotcha. Minshew yeah, plays yeah. Minshew the Jaguars. Minshew Minshew's has the Jaguars. Okay. I think, I think is Minshew. It, so is it Minshew? Yep. Minshew one. Minshew or Carr? No, no Baker not Carr. Would be Baker two. two? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard selling him on Minshew. <sighs> well, he's. It's the power of the stash, dude. I mean, a Minshew puts up number. I, I like, I think Minshew is the right one comfortably. As a matter of fact. Yeah. All right. Ridiculousness of that league. That is, yeah, that's absurd that 
Oh, but then what do you? But then you look like the fool when you're and the then, one saying don't draft two running two quarterbacks, you bozo. And then he wanted to draft one like in the, in the 11th round. Moves? Yeah, there's a, a limited amount of pickups, so they all just have these quarterbacks who don't play. Should, should, I feel like you should be 15 to, weeks. I feel like you should be able to trade with somebody. Well, he's his, his whole operation's been decimated by injury. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. That's what we'll do. What is his record though? He's first in the league. Well, so tied for first fine. in the league. So so he's, he's doing, doing fine. Uncle, he's, he's got Uncle Nate. Yeah, we're doing the best we Pop can. Best yeah, we're we doing can. the best yeah. we can here with this situation. All right. Um, running backs for this week, guys that I like. Obviously, you know I'm going to tell you about Dave Montgomery. I'm going to tell you. Tell you people are, the outrage on Twitter that exists right now for the fact that they are you featuring David Montgomery over Jameer Gibbs when they drafted him 12th overall. Jameer Gibbs... If you watch them last year, Dave Montgomery is just being what, Jamal Williams, and Jameer gives me so the It's so obvious, and it's even it even happens in like the fantasy projections week to week. It's like even like the Yahoo isn't updated to like what he is and My, the way they use him. Montgomery goes for a hundred yards and scores a touchdown every game. Every game, yeah, Sometimes. and he's getting everything in, inside the five, the ten, all of it. All of it. All of it. In fact, this week, and you pointed this out, I don't know if people remember this, and so they were listening, he actually came on. The, no, no, you stay Let Craig in. Reynolds get a touchdown because it was a blowout. Yeah. I've eaten enough. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you want to go with those guys. I think Mostert becomes a must-start against Carolina this week. Kamara is back, and you roll with him. Brees Hall, just start him against everybody. I know the Eagles are tough. You start him against absolutely everybody. Flex kind of starts for you. Uh I would probably stay away from the Cardinals situation if I could, if I could avoid it. Um, Justice Hill, I think, might be an interesting flex option in a PPR league. Um, I don't know what to make of what happened in Indianapolis last week. Like, I, I feel like, why would they not keep giving the ball to Zach Moss? I don't know what's going to happen there. Like, I mean, at some point, Jonathan, they've got to, John Taylor's got to be a guy who gets thirty. You carries. paid him, yeah, after making a big stink about not paying him, yeah, and then you didn't play him. No, I would imagine that he'll be back this week. Uh, Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, people to watch with the Bears against Minnesota. I don't know exactly how that split's going to go, but I think both could potentially have value for you with Khalil Herbert out in that one. Wide receivers, it's uh, it's the guys you know. Obviously, you're starting them. If anybody's still not starting Adam Thielen, start Adam Thielen. I mean, this guy, every single week, Gets a billion targets, so he's had at least eight targets and seven catches in four straight games. Like, the, automatic in your lineup every single week. Play Adam Thielen. He is a must-start for you. Um, Calvin Ridley's been looking good. Jordan Addison, I think, becomes a must-start now for the Minnesota Vikings with the fact that uh, you've got uh, Jay Jettas out. I like Michael Pittman against the Jags. He's starting to get a lot of looks as well. Zay Flowers, I think, has reached the point where he's kind of a must-start, and so is Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is playing very, very good football for the Buffalo Bills and being kind of what we thought he was going to be a year ago, um, and I think you got to keep rolling with him. He's scored in four straight games. Like, put him in your lineup, Gabe Davis. So, Guru, good there. Sky Moore, no, bad. <laughs> Not good. Tight ends, a very tough position. Uh, if – if Logan Thomas is still on your waiver wire, go get him and play him. If Dalton Schultz is for some reason on your waiver wire, go get him and play him as well. Those are the, those are the kind of the two kind of outlier kind of guys that you know people aren't talking much about. Zach Ertz as well that you would go out there and you would play. That's about it there. And then defenses this week. I think defenses, you've got uh, some good, very good matchups for one-week play. If you picked up Miami last week, roll them again this week against Carolina. Um, you like the Eagles against the Jets, the Bills against the Giants. Maron, Bills against the Giants. 
Uh, Ravens against the tight the Titans. Chiefs against Denver on Thursday night. Those are those are the D's that I I like this week as well. I mean, there is the primetime stuff is brutal. Well, we're gonna. So watch you got it. well, yeah. Doesn't matter. We'll watch. But you got one tonight. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, Kansas City. I think ten and a half. Um, you've got Bills Giants. Bills Giants is Sunday or Monday. Monday's Sunday. good. Monday's okay. Monday is Cowboys Cowboy. Chargers. Okay, that's a good one. I like watching Brandon Staley do dumb things. So that's yeah. that. That's a win. You got to stay up late though, because that usually happens in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that'll that'll be a, a late ad um, on that side. Is that of a Manning cast? Because that could be interesting. No. Oh, really? I think they did two in a row. I don't believe that it is. That oh, sucks. That would have been a fun Manning cast. Them responding to Staley. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved that. I think they're off. Let's see. Manning cast schedule. Hmm. Here we go. Uh, they are off this week. They will be back the following for Niners-Vikings, then off a week back for Chargers-Jets. I mean, these games all should have been so good. Then they go Broncos-Bills, Eagles-Chiefs, Bengals-Jaguars, Chiefs-Patriots. What's the best? Eagles-Chiefs. Super Man, Bowl rematch. That's bad, but, but that's a lot of bad. And then Bengals, Jags. So you don't get yeah. a good game that they're Manning casting because Niners, Vikings without Jefferson isn't as, as good as you would have liked. Chargers, Jets, unless the Jets get Kirk Cousins, not as good as you'd like. Broncos, Bills, gross. And then it ends with Chiefs, Patriots, their last one. Like I feel like in past years, there was one or two teams that got overscheduled for the prime time. Yeah, it's happened. So, Always. Yes, but not six. This is. There is an insane number of teams so not they living bet, up to expectations. Bet, they bet big. Everybody in television bet big on the Patriots. They bet big on the Jets. They bet big on Broncos, Broncos and um, Giants. Giants off of the postseason, and they're all suck. Is the that's just the reality of it. Um, Thursday night tonight we've got. We'll do the scores a little bit later, but you have the Chiefs hosting the Broncos. This is the the last time the Broncos won in Kansas City. Peyton Manning was the quarterback. It's been a minute. Jeez Louise. Since that's been the case. Yep. So there's we'll we'll do it later. I'm it feels to me like Broncos huge. Huge is what it seems like to me for later. Chelsea scores. Feels huge. Like real or on the No, the scores, like Thursdays. Yeah, Broncos huge. It's a uh, Thursday. Huge. Huge. Wipe the floor with them. Not only is Kelsey playing, your girl, T Swift, is in the house. In the house. In the house. Yep, she's in the house. It is one of the great misses of my life that I had no idea that she was some combination of the Beatles and Michael Jackson and Madonna all rolled into one. Yep. I had no clue. Yep. No clue how big of a deal she was. Um, hey, Browns fans, your local Tide Cleaners this October for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Browns home game. Automatically entered to win with any purchase. We'll do the matchup on the other side of it. Our offense versus the Niners defense coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
You need a new roof on your home. Never replace your roof again with their new home exteriors. Replace once for life warranty this month with the purchase of a new roof. Get free insulation on a solar-powered attic fan to help take the load off your AC unit in the summer. And keep your attic venting properly. Install today and save with no interest for 24 months. Renew home exteriors, superior products, and superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. Now let's head to the podium. Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. Sure, who's going to be playing quarterback? How challenging has it been this week? Uh, it's always, you know, it's challenging when you're not sure, for sure. But um, that's part of our business. It's nothing new uh, for any coach. You just roll with it and get your, you know, who's available, get those guys ready to go and put a plan together that, that hopefully makes them successful on Sunday. P.J. looked, um, Kevin was saying yesterday that he's you know, grasping things and coming along well. Yeah, he looks good. You know, he throws the ball really well. Um, I liked him coming out uh, when I was in Green Bay. We were talking about our, our visit he had up to Green Bay earlier before the draft. I always thought he was a really good quarterback, uh, so I followed him uh, through my time of, of evaluating him in college and, and through his career. I think he does a nice job. Are you sure who's playing quarterback Sunday? Oh, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's up in the air, but we'll see. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, if Deshaun can make it, that'd be great. You know, and if he can't, and, and then then PJ will be just fine. So, we're ready for either scenario. Does it make it any uh, easier? Might not be the right word, but knowing you might be going with PJ rather than uh, that Baltimore game, you didn't know until. Yeah, I think it, you know it gives the guys opportunity to, to, you know, have a feeling maybe I'm going Sunday as opposed to I'm not sure right up into game time. So. He'll, he'll have time. All of our guys should prepare as if they're starters. That's kind of how we preach in the quarterback room. Everybody's starting this week, um, so everybody should be prepared equally. What does it become an issue where you know he hasn't practiced now for was it three, three? This will be the third, it's the third week. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it's going to take him some time to kind of reacclimate. If it's three, four, or five weeks of practice. Got to get him going. Got to get him going. So as soon as he can get back and be out there and be available, um, he's doing everything he can. Um, you know, in the rehab process, um, it's just tough for him. He's a thrower, you know, and it's a shoulder injury. It's like you wouldn't put a running back out there on the field if you couldn't run full speed. So it's kind of just got to wait till that thing gets healed up and he feels good about it and we all feel good about it. But, uh, you know, he's doing everything he can. He's going to have to, you know, he'll have to catch up. But we're not waiting. We've got to go. How has Dorian responded? After Great. Yeah, he's a team guy all the way through. Um, you know, I wish... He'd had a better experience on Sunday, um, but it's a learning experience for him. You know, he's got a great, a bright future uh, moving forward. But you know, uh, he, he's taking it like a champ. He's going to do everything to help PJ or Deshaun get ready, whoever goes this this Sunday. But uh, you know, he, he's learning how to be a pro. And uh, but the, the arrow's still up. The, uh, you know, it looks like there's a chance that Joel Batonio might not be able to play this game. Uh, you know, obviously 102 straight games has missed a snap. Uh, what impact would it have on you if you don't have Joel out there? Yeah, I mean, we're going to next man up mentality, as you know. You know, um, if he doesn't make it, then we'll, we'll fill a spot. Um, anytime you miss a, a Pro Bowl player, obviously it's a big hole to fill, you know, but we'll do a good job getting the guys ready if he's not available. I know you guys spent a lot of the offseason trying to get explosive plays in the past game. That's an area you thought you struggled with last year. Right. Um, and it hasn't been great so far. Um, how do you go about fixing, fixing it? Yeah, I mean, you, think you just got to keep uh, keep your nose to the grindstone on that and just keep, you know, coming up with scheme and to push the ball down the field, uh, finding ways to get guys open um, and finding explosives out there. This tough, this defense is tough. They don't give up a lot of explosives. So, um, you know, they make you earn the whole, earn, the, earn your way down the field. So we'll see how it goes this weekend. But, um, 
you know, we're always looking for explosives. We have them up every week. A lot of it's just, you know, it's, it's the luck of the call, too. You're calling a play that's built for this coverage, hoping to get it, that they've played, and then they show a different coverage, and you're checking the ball down. So a lot of those decisions are made by how the defense plays as well. But they're definitely, um, you know, they're definitely on the call. Kevin said that um, the, uh, one of the goals is to get more from the run offense. So it's easy to say that's what you want to do, but how do you do it? Uh, you know, we have good coaches. Obviously, our scheme, we got to scheme them. Um, our guys got to play well. We got to block them. We got to run. There's nothing, not real magic to it. Um, we've had some good looks. Uh, there should be more there in the run game. We expect to be better in the run game than we have been the last few weeks. And I think, um, you know, our history here is we can run the football. So just getting uh, back on track there with the run game. Obviously, losing Nick is a big part of that. You know, a lot of yards after contact, broke a lot of tackles, did a lot of things. Uh, you know, superhuman that Nick is. So finding a way to, to get those replacement yards, and we just got to be more diligent in the run game and, and it'll work a little harder. DeJuan's going to make his fourth start, and uh, he starts with T.J. Watt. Yeah. Gets Nick Bosa this week, yeah. probably. Just, you know, how has he sort of, have you seen him sort of respond to these kind of challenges? Yeah, I mean, he's he's not backed down from anybody. You know, he's a he's a big man in his own right. He can hold his own on the edge. He's done a, a good job, especially in pass protection. But he's still, you know, again, another a rookie that's in there that's learning um, all the nuances of playing tackle in the NFL. But uh, we continue to get better each week. I think we'll be in good shape there. What concern is Jerome's uh, knee injury as you guys head into this game? Um, none. No. Yeah, that's a really good group. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, probably one of the top front sevens in the NFL, if not the. You know, they're big, they're strong, they're long. Uh, the front four is awesome. The, you know, Fred Warner is, in my opinion, one of the you know top two linebackers in the league, playing at an extremely high level. So huge challenge for us. We talked about challenges early in the week, this being one of them. But it's also an opportunity. You know, we get to go out and play these guys and, and give it our best effort. But that's a good defense. We know we, we have a, a challenge ahead of us again. But I just encourage these guys, look at the opportunity. We've got some chances. We're going to have chances to make some plays. We've got to make them. Deshaun Watson's shoulder injury presents. But how much of it has been maybe a learning experience for you guys, too, with the way that that injury doesn't have a set timetable. It's just kind of waiting around. How much has that helped you guys kind of figure out game planning around that? Yeah, I think it helps a little bit. But, I mean, that's that's the nature of all injuries. You know, in the NFL, it may be a week. It could be linger to three. Could You know, for, for everybody, not just Deshaun. So um, just being able to be flexible and, and, again, putting your guys, whoever's available in the best positions to win is what we're focused on. Alex, how helpful is how Amari um, Cooper communicates with the quarterback, especially with PJ, as he's gone through taking reps this week, but like just kind of their their communication style this week? Yeah, I mean it has to be great. You know, they have to have, you know be on the same page. Um, you know, how are we going to attack certain coverages, certain corners, things like that? And that's always a conversation that goes right up through the game. You know, and doesn't end until after the game on Sunday. But uh, very good. Damari's really good at his communication. Brings clean, good communication when he says something. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, so just keeping that line of communication open all the way through the game. How did, how did you get land on Harrison Bryant as your designated sneaker? <laughs> he drew straws. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, you know, he's done some emergency stuff on Saturdays for us and, and thought that he gave us an opportunity to get a, a bigger body in there that could push the pile and take the snap. Some guys, 
what, what's your thoughts on, on that play? Uh, it, is it safe? And is that something that you, you have looked at that you think might work here too? Yeah, no, we've discussed it. And I think analytics would tell you it's not that much more successful than a regular sneak. Um, you know, it's, it's new, obviously, um, but as more data comes back on it, I'm not sure where the injuries lie on those types of sneaks, but I think we've been pretty effective here just sneaking it normally. All right, there you go. Your offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Time for the matchup presented by BallyBet, sports betting partner. <laughs> that wasn't intentional, but it came across that way. Our offense. Well, I, just didn't, I thought maybe we were going to get a commercial break to no, no, gather no. ourselves. No, no, you got you to gotta do some... Heavy lifting. Dr. Z. I, I don't know what he missed when I said it during the break. I just think I came the reality back from break. And the then re- I told you in segment, I just, hey, we're doing the matchup. I here. just think the realities of this also help elicit. Get it together, Z. We got a I mean, game we gotta, on Sunday. We got to sit here and do this show in front of Nick Chubb. He's right there on the wall. Not playing. Not playing. But he looks good on the wall. He looks great on the wall. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> The 49ers, they are the number three total defense, the number two rushing defense. They are the number 12 passing defense. They have eight interceptions. That is first in the NFL. They are pretty good. They are pretty, pretty good. By the way, you didn't get this stat yesterday. You ready for this one? Yep. The Niners have trailed for one minute and 45 seconds this year. That is third fewest after five games in four <laughs> decades. The other four in the top five all made the Super Bowl. Three of them won it. And I believe the only team that didn't win it was the 2007 Patriots. They went undefeated. So they're in pretty good, pretty good company there. Uh, Niners, number one scoring defense. They're the number two scoring offense. They're the number one scoring defense. They have got all pros at all three levels of their defense. They will run a defense that's going to look familiar to Browns fans. They are going to be aggressive with their front. They've got uh, linebackers who fly around to the ball. They're obviously led up front by Nick Bosa, the 2022 Defensive Player of the Year, who had 18 and a half sacks to lead the NFL a year ago. Um, they've got Javon Hargrave, who was their big free agent signing. They actually outbid the Browns for Hargrave's services. He leads the team with three sacks so far this season. Eric Armstead, a former first-round pick as well. They've got Cleland Furl. Also a former first-round pick. Drake Jackson, a second-round pick. Randy Gregory, a second-round pick. Javon Kinlaw, a former first-round pick. So their defensive line in their top two, four, six is all first-rounders and second-rounders. Hargrave's a third-rounder, but, I mean, at this point, he's so elite, it doesn't matter. Was a Pro Bowler in 2021, last year, 11 sacks, career high. So they're loaded there. Then they've got Sione Takitaki's teammate at BYU, Fred Warner, drafted the year before, same round who is probably the best inside linebacker in football, or Roquan Smith, one of the two. We'll face them back-to-back weeks. They also have Dre Greenlaw, who last year had 127 tackles alongside Warner, uh, who has been a monster. He has five straight 100-tackle seasons. Probably the best inside linebacking tandem in the NFL, and again, the next closest would probably be the Ravens with Patrick Queen and um, Roquan Smith. The, if there is a weakness, I think it is the corners. On one side, they have Charvarius Ward, um, he's got six career interceptions. He's played very well this year. He's got a pass breakup in four of the five games this season. Uh, on the year, he's got five passes defense. That ties our own Denzel Ward for 10th in the NFL. The other side, though, it's Diamador Lenore. And he was a former fifth-round pick in 21. Mm-hmm. This is somebody I think the Browns can get after a little bit on that side. Smaller corner, 5'10". 
You know, we've got some size advantage on the outside against him. He's given up 72% completion so far this year, 77 rating. Uh, the other corner is Isaiah Oliver, and this is who I think the Browns have to attack. He's given up 87, 80% completion so far this year, 87.3 rating when targeted. And then Ambry Thomas, a young man out of Michigan, who's a former third rounder in 2021, he's given up 80% completions and a 98 rating, which is the highest on the entire team. So wherever Ambry Thomas or Isaiah Oliver are, that's where I think the ball needs to go. And then Lenore, I think you can attack as well. Their safeties are very good. Talanoa Hufanga, who was a first-team All-Pro a year ago. By the way, fifth-round pick. Knows mm-hmm. fifth-round picks on their teams. Hufunga is a fifth-round pick, all-pro. Dre Greenlaw is a fifth-round pick who's been a monster. Kittle's a fifth-round pick of their own, of their own doing. Um, He's been really good. And then they have Tashawn Gibson, the former Brown, who's got 33 career interceptions, which is third most among all active players behind only Pat Pete and Harrison Smith. Uh, Had an interception uh, last week against Dallas, his first of the season. He is not allowed... He's allowing zero rating in coverage so far this year. He's had a very nice career and uh, was a pro bowler with the Browns back in the day. So that's their D. The scheme is going to be four. It's a 4-3. It's going to be a lot of 4-2-5. They're going to play a lot of nickel at you. Uh, in fact, you look at their nickel percentage, 81%. That is uh, fifth most in the league. They only play base defense 18% of the time, so not often. They're going to be a zone team, zone heavy. They play zone 80% of the time, eighth most in the league. They mix uh, middle of the field, open middle of the field, close basically 50-50. The Browns, meanwhile, by contrast, are middle of the field to close uh, three-quarters of the time. So that's what they do. Now, how have teams been able to attack them? Well, guess what? They really haven't. No running back. How about this stat for you? All right. No running back has run for 100 yards against the 49ers in fill-in-the-blank, blank straight games. 12. 32. 32? 32 straight Jeez. games. Yeesh. Nobody has run for 100 yards against this team. If you're looking at, okay, what's what's happened good so far this year? Uh, no running backs rush for 55 yards against them so far this season. In fact, they're giving up just 43 yards per game to running backs, 3.7 yards a carry. No tight end has gotten to 60 yards against them. So they've done a good job on tight ends. Uh, they have allowed no tight end touchdowns since week one when Pat, Pat Fryermuth had that unbelievable stat line of one catch, three yards, and a touchdown. Wide receivers have scored in two straight games. That's good. They've only allowed one 100-yard receiver this year. That was Puka Nakua, who went for 147. No coincidence that they've only allowed one 300-yard passer. That was Matt Stafford with 307 in week three. They've only allowed one quarterback with two or more touchdowns. That was Josh Dobbs, 265-2 and two in a blowout loss to the 49ers. So far, three quarterbacks have been held below 250 yards passing, two quarterbacks below 175. They've allowed five passing touchdowns with eight interceptions on the season. Now, they are giving up 65% completions, but it's those eight interceptions that have really got them, and really, they haven't allowed quarterbacks to run very much at all. Dobbs had 48 yards, no other quarterback above 20 yards. They're good, they're sound, they take the football away. They've got, as I mentioned, Nick Bosa, who is the defensive player of the year. We talked about Gibson already. Javon Hargrave, who's got 21 and a half sacks since the start of the 21 season. He's 24 pressures this year, second among all defensive tackles in the NFL. So they've got it all. They, they are very good, all three levels. I do think that nickel, uh, you can get uh, you can get after the nickel in the corner. That's where you're going to have to, we're going to have to throw the football to win this game. I mean, running it is going to be a tall, tall order. There you go. There's your matchup. We'll hit you with the mailbag coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily by Ballybet, sports betting partner of Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
Pet Supplies Plus giving you the chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Plus. Receive a coupon to use your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for the mailbag presented by the Cross Country Mortgage Company, the official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, they're going to have you and get you in your home. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, MLS. Three zero two nine. All right, I'm going to each give you guys one opportunity to fill in the blank. Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. this is from Joe Shad, just said the following about Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool looks like a blank out there. Rhinoceros. <laughs> no. Sad. It is an inanimate object. Hmm. Tool? <laughs> I would go that direction. Tyreek Hill says, Chase Claypool looks like a vending machine out there. A vending machine? Oh, it's because like, he's huge? Nobody knows what it means. As or wide. Ian Hart, it says, nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. I don't know what it means either. D- did you see McDaniel's presser yesterday about it? He goes, I know you guys are going to ask me about him. I know what you want me to say, so I'll just say it. He's fast. And he just winks at the guy. That's his whole new thing now. He I looks lo- at the reporter, says something funny, and then just winks and he winks points at him. At him. So great. I mean, the, that video was circulating of when Kyle called that play for Johnny to act like he was coming off the field, and then it's to see like Mike McDaniel like right over his shoulder. It's crazy. Yeah. And McDaniel's acting. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. You knew Mike here, a little bit at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. guys knew him. You saw him yeah. around and stuff. Because was he, he was like great. one of the guys who's in the mix? Uh, no, he, he was more like low key. Yes, kind of uh, low key. Kept himself very unique. Like when we when I'd interview him, like the stories and things he would talk about were so just out of left field. Yeah, like a, like it would be like an Ultimate Warrior promo where he's like, <laughs> "Do you want me to lie down and be trampled by elephants? <laughs> Do you want me to lie on the grass and be run over by a million lawnmowers?" He'd be talking about like lions and. Uh, he was a very unique guy, but very bright and Clearly. very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Was he part of that group that went to Vegas? Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> well, you did. So. But yes. Uh, let's get into it. Tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily. We've got a lot of them. Uh, Robert said, please share what a normal practice day is like in Berea. What time do players arrive, meetings, position group only, offense, defense, how long in the wait room? Uh, I, I'm not going to go through like a time by time, but they're here early. Early. There'll be a walkthrough probably. I don't know exactly how long they're allowed to be, but that's how long it is. Maybe 1030 to 1120 or something like that. 1115. 1115. There'll be a walkthrough. Then they'll have lunch and lift. And then there'll be practice, which is happening right now. That'll end around 3. More meetings. More meetings. And then they probably have dinner. And then they probably get out of here at, I don't know, 6, 7-ish. Yeah, I was, I was going to say by 6 o'clock, they're usually wrapped up on a, on a Thursday. Yeah, on a Thursday. But they're, they're here by 7.30, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, when I used to come here in the morning, that's when they were rolling in right as I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grab some breakfast and then. Yeah, every and coach is different by how o'clock. they do it. But it Wednesday Wednesday and Thursday are long days. By Friday, I think even the coaches, I think everybody's gone for the most part by three thirty four. Oh yeah, yeah. Players for sure. So, 
Kevin wow. Seifert with an interesting one just came across my timeline. Justin Jefferson just jogged through the Vikings locker room, and his jog is my sprint. He looked pretty spry. Thus ends my rehab coverage for today, and he's on IR. So why would they? I'm sure he was not playing till he's 100%. He's trying to get that contract. I'm sure that they're fine right now where they are being like, okay. You know, if things go south for a few weeks, that just helps us in our quest maybe to get one of those top picks. Yeah. Well, not for us. For, no, for them. for them. Yeah, 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 for them. Well, yeah, not for us. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brady obviously won the Patriots' divorce, but was one party, Bill versus Brady, more essential to the dynasty than the other? This is from Love a Dog today. I think yes, you answered the you question answered with the first it. part. Yeah. yeah. Go look at Belichick when Brady is not his quarterback. And he was great here. He's, I'm not saying that he's not great. Joe explains it best. The difference between Belichick and other coaches is less than the difference between Brady and other quarterbacks significantly. That's really the best way to think of it, is that Brady is a the player, the quarterback elevates so much more than a coach will. Of course, there are a few exceptions to that, but players play. Many players play. By the way, they yeah. are at they are at Raiders. Yeah, so that's Nancy Romo again. Jeez. Put those guys in a body bag. That's um, that's McDaniel, former apprentice, former coach in waiting. It felt yes, like yes. That's Garoppolo, who they drafted to replace Brady, um, and Tom Brady is part of some ownership with the the Raiders. I don't know if that eventually went all the way through, but that I, I don't know. I think it's still going kind of gray area, but like he would, he very likely could be there too. All the while, the report. Do you see the report that uh, Kraft, any notion that Kraft won't fire Belichick is nonsense? That he's grown tired of it anyway, and that yeah, I think that this is. I think this enough. is the year. This is the year. It's yeah. done. Yeah, agreed. Jersey Dog with an interesting question: During the game, when is the best time for the dog pound to become the loudest to disrupt the 49ers? as they huddle when they come to the line of scrimmage line of scrimmage their, their communication stop them from yeah. in being fact able be to quiet and tell them one of the mistakes Save that i yourselves. see i see a lot whether it's here or other even at, like at buckeye games and stuff it's like they're really loud in the huddle forget that they're so small you could hear anything in there that's not sure. it it's line of scrimmage line of scrimmage build to the line of scrimmage then save yourself and then build again crescendo yeah that's right uh, let's see. Are we, this is from Colton. Are we still in on Jaleel McLaughlin tonight? Oh, oh fantasy. Back. Fantasy. So there's a lot of wind there, so it could be more of a run or short pass game. Javante Williams is going to play. I'm not playing him because no. he's been, it's like they just refuse to let him breathe like they're, they're finally doing with Brees Hall there with the Jets. I mean, McLaughlin, I, you can play him as a flex. I have no problem with that. I have no idea what how they're going to use those guys, and they've used P. Ryan as well, so it's mm-hmm. it's not an ideal situation. Uh, let's see. Bobby time. Bobby! Uh, Bobby! <laughs> Bobby says, are the Browns cursed? What animal do I have to sacrifice to end it? A bird of some He's sort. sacrificing a live chicken in the locker room. See? That's fine. <laughs> it's, just, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Sacrifice a bird. Maybe it flips it around. There's too many of them anyway in the world. <laughs> Agreed. 
favorite Pedro moment so far on this trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Would favorite be the way to put it? To there are so it? many. There are so many. And I believe we'll have a treat for you. I believe he'll be here tomorrow. Good Celebrity guy. picker. In studio. Celebrity guest picker. Yep. Perhaps a second trial of Pedro. <laughs> yep. Perhaps. Fa- uh, favorite. Are you not going to answer that, by the way? It's okay if you don't. Favorite Halloween candy. Just we can move on. Having him be here. There Actually, is what happened during our pool game yesterday was my favorite moment. Victory. That's right. Um, favorite Halloween candy. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that there are... poo-poo this like you do clam bakes? No, I love Halloween. Right. I do think it's... Like, Halloween is apex in this part of the country. Like, where I grew up, Halloween was something that was, like, the day of. Yeah, but like here, it's like everybody decorates for it for a month. I don't. Yeah, it's the it biggest is, deal it's in the world. As big I, as Christmas. Yeah, now. yeah. I, it's nuts. I mean, I got a pumpkin count inside my house, upwards of a thousand. I don't even know where the hell my wife keeps finding them. Um, Amazon but keeps she, she's all locked into them, and I see it everywhere. So it feels like whatever Apex Halloween is, it happens right here. Here's my this is my one thing on this. I know that you feel like the idea is that if you give the big candy bar, that that's a win. But it's if you want to give that size to be a big shot, give three minis. Just give the because no no kid is going to sit there and chomp on a baby Ruth. Yes, on a full size. So just get a bunch of littles and give them that. Then they're little treats versus sitting. No kids eating a full candy bar now, man. No, but they, the quality and it feels like the night. quality in a full is often better than the. Is it? Sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. It feels know. like all of the Snickers operation is the same. I would take. That there's only three things that I'm interested in: Snickers, and I don't need any of these on with a, any regular. Frozen Snickers is a delightful, nice, delightful, yeah. greatest treat. ice cream. Yeah. You can treat. Re- it's very good. Snickers, a Reese's peanut butter cup, even the small gold ones, delightful, and uh, a Butterfinger. That's all I like. Yeah, I like the Reese's Pieces a lot. I'll go. Oh, Reese's those. Pieces. I like the Pieces better than the cups. Uh, See, and I like Amen. I like Skittles. 100%. I like. You like candy, like candy. You like yeah. candy. You like I don't candy. need candy. Yeah, yeah. candy, yep. candy. I'm yeah. into that. Yeah. Uh, do drinking fountains freak you out? I don't know. Freak freak me out's too strong. Um, I, I, I mean, even, even as a kid, I remember like if I would see somebody because now the kids all take their water jugs with them to school. Like we never did that as kids. Like no. there was just a fountain, and you'd get in a line to get a drink out of the fountain, and the water would spew, and we would you'd go. And I there were many times I'd look kind of side eyed at somebody ahead of me and going like, Am I sure I really want to follow that? Maybe there's another drinking yeah. fountain around. Is there another fountain. one? Inevitably, there would not be. But the, I, so I don't. I'm not crazy about it. Uh, do you prefer dress pants or joggers? Good question. Both. Both. I like and then I like them to be the same. Yes. My Merged. Dress, I don't mind a casual jogger like I have on today, but I like a good. Hey, a how real, you liking those? I do. I like them okay. very much. Right. Right. Yeah, they're very good. Right. I'd like it. I think it needs to be tighter at the bottom. It's a little loose at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's a very, very comfortable fabric. That was an L? This was a no, the X. I had to go up. The L was not enough. Well, it depends on your perspective. Might have been just enough. Right. Do you have a favorite Dairy Queen Blizzard flavor? Oreo. Uh, I like the the banana cream pie. Banana cream pie. A lot. 100%. Really? Do you know who used to get when we would – this is is going way back when we would watch a a WWE pay-per-view or WWF pay-per-view back then – and S would come over with the doctor, yeah. and he would always bring a Dairy Queen, and that's what I always would get, would be the it's banana cream fantastic. pie. Fantastic. It's delicious. Yeah. Oreo's very good, too. Sometimes I'll throw a Nana in the Oreo. Yeah. Uh, 
real quick, we have like 30 seconds. Jim Reams. He had Jimmy. Is the nightmares Jimmy of the bang 44 bang. stop for Z yet? I would have taken his money. Please. Please. Let me give me my solo. Give me his camera. Let me look right into the camera right now, Jimmy Bang Bang. You know better than anybody you'd rather be my partner than against me because all I do. Call me DJ Khaled. All I do is win, baby. Won that day, too, for the record. For the record. We'll get you, we get you a score. Work, Griff. Griff crushed it. Get your score coming up next. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Don't miss the Kevin Stefanski Show. Z, Gerard, 7 to 8, Paninis in Brunswick. Stop out. Meet Dewan Jones. Big Thanos. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday. Easy to enjoy. By the way, just received a text from Jimmy. Okay. Love it. And yes, you're correct. Rather have you as a teammate. That's right, Jimmy. Let's go. When he Thursday hits a night football, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got a score. Broncos Chiefs from Kansas City. Revenge. It's personal for Sean Payton. Personal. Broncos. Personal. Massive. Sure you got this one right, Z? You sure you know how this works? We know how it works. We took no, the no, L last you were week. were questioning it earlier. No, we took I got Huge, 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 huge. Won't even be close. Them by more Why than 11. Why show up, Pat? Yeah. Why show up, Pat Mahomes? Because uh, Taylor's going to be there. That's why you show up. There you go. By the way, it's always good to have a partner named Jimmy Bang Bang because when he hits a big play, you go, Bang Bang! Oh, I like that. I like Jimmy Bang Bang. Bang! I like that. He's got a new book. He bought a book where he reads. He's got all the green things oh, on it. Oh, he's really Pro- dialed in. He's really good with it, except when he reads it upside down, and then he huh. he thinks it's breaking right, but it's really breaking ah, left. Next, Jimmy! Next level's next. Cleveland Rosalie, 850 SP in Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.